Sheepcast. The date is August 6th, 2020, and I'm Max Park. This is our daily devotional and prayer on Colossians, and today's passage is Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 to 14. Just two verses for today. This is what the Word of God reads. For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Amen, the Word of God. Something so simple today for us to examine, yet so intricate in its detail and so vast in its beauty. So let's take a look at verses 13 to 14, and I hope that what we will get out of it, at least um, what I think we will get out of it, is, of course, the gospel message and the beauty of it, both its uh, saving work and its content and its nature, as well as its benefit uh, for us, as Paul would call or Paul seems to uh, refer to the believers um, in these verses. So, let's look at verse 13. For he rescued us. we got to look at the verses prior to understand who he is. He, of course, referring to God himself. Rescued us from the domain of darkness. Okay, so let's take a look at this. First and foremost, um, the word rescued, or in some translations of scripture, it might be delivered us. The Greek word here means simply to draw to oneself, right? And it refers, of course, to the believer's uh, freedom or freeing from one domain, in this this case, the domain of darkness. The domain of darkness, of course, referring to uh, the domain of Satan, Satan's domain of uh, lies and Satan's kingdom, in some sense, um, of course, is the place the bondage of our lives to sin, our lives being in the fallen world, uh, a fallen reality uh, post-original sin in Genesis 3. We live in the domain of darkness, right? And so in this domain of darkness, we are rescued from it. Now, this implies a couple things. First and foremost, it implies, of course, that we are in need of rescuing, right? So there is a uh, eternal damnation component to this as well as that it is God alone who can rescue us from this domain of darkness. And he transfers us to the kingdom of his beloved son. His beloved son, of course, referring to Jesus Christ himself. And we're going to examine the rest of chapter 1, and in it you will understand uh, more in-depthly what what that means and what that entails and all of that, you know, all the details of Christ that we need to know. But let's just leave it at this for now. In verse 13, we are transferred from the domain of darkness to the kingdom of his beloved son. So we're going from the kingdom of Satan to the kingdom of Christ. A kingdom in itself is simply, of course, a, you know, for some it is a political grounds that is governed uh, by a political king or political leader. And it is in, in an earthly sense simply that. But really, we're talking about the rule of Christ in all things, the rule of Christ in a certain domain. And of course, this is a people, the people of God being ruled by Christ the King. Um, It's not just simply some sort of earthly, you know, nation or country uh, that we recognize today. It is not simply just some sort of building or structure or geographical location, but it is the domain, the rule of Christ over or the reign of Christ over his people, um, I think is really what the kingdom of his beloved son really means. So we're going from uh, being under, in a sense, the rule of Satan and the, the, the damnation and the darkness and the evil that consume those who are under Satan's kingdom, transferred to the kingdom of Christ. Um, the opposite, of course, as we saw in verse 12, um, to be saints in 
light to be seen in the light, the light of Christ, uh, the light who is Christ. And so we are transferred to this everlasting kingdom, right? Uh, this everlasting kingdom under Christ himself. We call this simply heaven, right? Uh, and this is, of course, a place uh, that we hope to be, or the, the place that we hope to be with God forever under the authority of Jesus Christ. In verse 14, in whom we have, it says, redemption. This is a key word. The Greek word redemption simply means to deliver by payment of a ransom. And of course, we looked at the cross as um, that deliverance, that uh, delivering of payment. Um, and of course, this word was used uh, in the Greek to refer to, at the time, there were bond servants and people in bondage and the freeing of slaves. If we go back to the Exodus, this is a word that would be used, the redeeming of God's people from Egypt. Here, here in this context, it's referring to Christ freeing believers from the slavery of sin or the slavery to sin, right? And we can read all about this slavery, of course, in you know, whether it be Galatians or Ephesians 1 or 1 Corinthians 1 or Romans 3, um, you can read all about that there. The, the term redemption and what it implies and what it means. And there's such beautiful complexity to that word. Um, and so in Christ, we have redemption, this beautiful freeing through his blood, right? Now, of course, brothers and sisters, when we say that we are redeemed through the blood of Christ, we don't mean that the fluid that flows out of the body of Christ, the physical body of Christ, the physical fluid that flows out of it, is life-giving in and of itself. That it is not one who is you know, consuming or consumed by this fluid or even touches this fluid is somehow, um, you know, by its properties, is saved by it. But it's really the blood of Christ is a symbol. It's a, it's in a sense an expression that, that points to um, the the total work of Christ's, um, to the total work of Christ's atonement and Christ's atoning work as a sacrifice for our sins. Just like how the sacrifices of the Old Testament, the blood that would be shed by the innocent, you know, for example, the lamb um, that would be given to as an offering to God on the altar uh, would be a redeeming symbol of one's cleansing from sin right, or cleansing of sin and so in the same sense that is of course christ's atoning work and you know we call these a metonyms and they're used frequently in the new testament if you go to ephesians 1 or ephesians 2 or hebrews 9 or first peter 1 um, for example the word cr the cross you know as used in colossians uh, 120 which we're going to look at is um in a sense, used as a metonym, right, to the atoning work. When we say the cross saved me, right, we're talking not about the physical, you know, two planks of wood put together. We're talking about the atoning work upon which the, um, upon uh, the atoning work of Christ, which was accomplished upon a wooden cross, right. And so I hope that distinguish, um, you know, that, you know, that distinguishing is is making sense to you, right. The forgiveness of sins, of course, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins and that atoning work, of course, results in the forgiveness of sins. Um, here, the word, um, the Greek word um, that is translated to the forgiveness of sins is a composition of two words, one meaning to pardon and the other to mean grant remission of a penalty. And this is, of course, where we get the idea of a penal substitutionary atonement, a penalty um, paid by Christ through his substitutionary work 
as he died on the cross for our sins. I hope all of this made sense, brothers and sisters, and I hope it is a blessing to you today um, as these two verses have reminded us of the nature of the gospel, nature of Christ's work, and uh, the beauty of the benefit of those who believe in him. So let's pray together that this would be something that is not forgotten, but that today we would be in gratitude for the beloved son. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the rescuing work of Christ on the cross, your beloved Son, who took us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of, of his reign, and in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. Pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please check out our church Facebook page called Sheep Gate Fellowship and our YouTube channel by the same name. You can join us in worship on Sundays via live stream at 12.45 p.m. Eastern Time. And the link for that is on our Facebook page. I hope the Lord blesses you this day and enjoy. God bless.